filling in while I was on a motorcycle ride last week. Uh, Shelly and I missed everyone, and it's good to be back. Today is a great day. Today, I'm excited about today. Today is a special day for our Fresno First family because today we are gathered for three reasons. Glorify God. We're going to honor the ministry of Pastor Steve and Anita Mounts, and we're going to celebrate as a Fresno First family, and we're going to celebrate our Lord and Savior and his call through his servants and their ministry. If you're new, welcome. Uh, we're excited to worship with you. We only ask that you fill out a connection card and, and stick it in the connection box in the back of the sanctuary or on the door in the front office. And with that, let's go to the Lord as his people love prayer. prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you. You are our God and we belong to you. In your love and grace, remind us that you made us on purpose and for purpose. We ask your forgiveness when we act out against you and help us to forgive those that act out against us. We lift up those around the world that are suffering from these, these disasters of earthquakes and floods and hurricanes and mudslides and fires. It seems that every night there's a new tragedy and more death. Minister to them through the power of your spirit as a healing balm, O oh Lord. And, and please don't let us become numb to the tragedy of others. You say that even a sparrow when it falls from the sky is recognized and, and we understand and Lord and we thank you for recognizing our suffering and we ask you to help us recognize the suffering around us as well as the suffering within us. Please invade our community with your presence and open our eyes and our hearts to your movement as we seek to glorify you and engage our community through the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask for a blessing upon the Mount's family as we celebrate your call in their lives. And may all the glory and power and honor be to you alone. And in Christ's name, all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Would you please stand? And we're doing all hymns this morning. So if you want to grab your hymnal, we're going to be singing How Great Thou Art, hymn 33.
Deuteronomy 33, 25 shares, your strength will equal your days. May we turn to the Lord to be our strength day by day. Yes. 
Palmer First Church of the Nazarene in Alaska just recently opened up a 9,000 square foot fully accessible and inclusive park for disabled people and people with special needs and their families. The, the, the park be, has become a space for the local church for Palmer First to connect with their community. The park has handicapped accessible restrooms. It has a pavilion. It has inclusive playground equipment. And it has surfaces where people with wheelchairs and, and walkers and crutches can navigate it easily. It even includes a communication board for those people, the nonverbal guests, to communicate with each other. And lead pastor Joseph shared this. It was more than just the individual with a disability or special needs. It was far greater than that. It was also for their loved ones and caretakers who have been impacted. One of the benefits of the park is, is how it is engaged in the elderly community. The, the National Association of Child Care Resources estimate that 40% of all grandparents in the United States are child care providers for their grandkids. The ease of access to this playground equipment has allowed the grandparents as caretakers to interact with their loved ones, with their grandkids, in a way that is really unique and such a blessing. And because the park is on the, the church property, the pastor mentioned that it's become an on-ramp and, and visitors are, are learning to go ahead and become familiar and are joining the church. Christ is being worshipped because of creative innovation and meeting the needs in the community. Pastor Joseph goes on to state, when people care, know that you care, it creates an opportunity to know what you care about. And in this case, we know that God loves them and wants to make his love known to them. And Palmer First Church of the Nazarene, Alaska is doing just that. So let's lift them up in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the blessings and creativity through your spirit at Palmer First. May this park, this investment, be an, a gospel investment into the souls of the community, touching those that are, are marginalized and, and have no place to go but can come together as a safe place and for safety, for enjoyment, for fellowship, for love. Make all who allow all who enter onto that property know you, know your love. 
and experience your presence and grace. Be with Palmer First Church. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Would you please stand as we continue to worship in psalm? Psalm? Amazing Grace, hymn number 85. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I see, as John writes in the ninth chapter of his gospel, verse 25. Turn to him 554, 554. Colossians 3 15. Let the peace of Christ rule your hearts. And when Christ rule is a ruler of our hearts, when we, rescind, when we surrender all we are in our soul, we are well. And it will be well with our soul.
Heavenly Father, we come before you with our tithes and our offerings, with our givings. Lord, we ask that, that you would put it on our hearts to, to give back to what you freely have given to us. And, and Lord, you sustained us. We are here today because of your grace, because of your mercy, because of your provision. And Lord, let us be reminded that in this, in this life that we are not alone, that you have joined us as part of your body and joined to you. Let us invest in that. Let us invest into your people, your church, so that we may invest your glory into this community. Please multiply our, our offerings and our givings to your glory and use us creatively and innovatively, Lord, that people may come to know you in full surrender as both Lord and Savior of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And it's time to pass the peace. So this morning, uh, don't forget to say hello to Pastor Stephen Needham Mouse and then say hello to someone else that you haven't seen today.
Good morning, everybody. Got a couple announcements real quick here. Um, I'll turn it back to Pastor. So first, in our area of Connect, um, if I get my date here, so we have a tea party coming up. Um, special thanks to Carrie for getting that kind of organized. Uh, it's going to be on Saturday here at the church from 1030 to 1130. So if you want to get connected there, sign up, uh, just let us know, and you can... Um, yeah, it's going to be a great event. Um, and then let's see here. Then in terms of serve, we've got a couple of other things. So uh, our teacher blessing, we are going to wrap that up next Sunday. Yeah. So if you want to take an item, if you want to do that for the teacher blessing, uh, go ahead and do that. And then we have uh, Alabaster is going to move to the uh, is it the first Sunday. It's October first, Pastor. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, so Alabaster is going to move there, so bring your, your change. And then the last thing is just a reminder of a need, a serve area that we have in our church for our new treasure. So pray about that, think about that, and if that's something that God puts on your heart, please let Pastor and the church board know so we can get you connected to Katie and we can get that uh, transition. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, and that's all I got, Pastor. Thank you very much. I've got one more announcement. Frank, can you come forward? About the pasta and prayer. We're not. Okay. Last one for me. I forgot. Uh, since we're doing the uh, kind of after event here for Pastor Steve and Nita, uh, we're not going to do pasta and prayer next Sunday. Did I get that right? You did. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Oh, no. And Frank. Okay, so come on up here so everybody can see you. <clears throat> this is Frank. Frank, this is everyone. Everybody say, hey, Frank. And everybody say, thank you, Frank. Frank is our new buildings and grounds director. 
So if there's anything that, that has to do with the building or the grounds, Frank's our man. Feel free to go ahead and connect with him anytime you want. And if you overwhelm him, he'll let me know and we'll take care of him. All right? So everybody just... Frank's been doing an amazing job. He's here all the time. If you look around, uh, he's got, he got the crew together and all the trees. You look at the parking lots. The church looks great. And so we're really excited about the future of our buildings and grounds. It's in great hands. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just ask you, as you lift Frank up as the building and grounds director, Lord, you would go ahead and instill with him life experience and wisdom beyond his, his years. Lord, uh, let him know that you're with him that through you and uh, relying on you and your strength, Lord, that all things are possible. So thank you and encourage his heart and his soul and thank you and let we as Fresno First, Lord, surround him with love and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Frank. All right. um, As I mentioned earlier, Today is a very special day, and we're going to be leaning into finishing well. In the 21st chapter of Acts, the Apostle Paul is on his way to Jerusalem. And when he gets to Jerusalem, he's going to be arrested. He's going to be tried for his faith. And although this this becomes the end of his public ministry, God's call on his life does not stop. Even as Paul moves into this next season, he still communicates and encourages the body of Christ through letters, through most of the Old Testament. I mean, most of the New Testament was written in prison. We know from those letters that Paul interacted in interpersonal communication with believers in prison and brought people to come to know the Lord exactly where he was. Yet prior to sailing to Jerusalem, Paul calls together the church of Ephesus. And he encourages them. He, he goes ahead and he shares how he has invested his life into them for the past years. And, and now God is calling him forward into this next season. Paul inspires the believers and believers' faith by stating this about his ministry. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Paul knew who he is. Paul knows who God is. Paul knew the call and the ministry in which Christ himself set Paul to accomplish. And Paul wanted nothing more than to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant, as he responded to God's call, both in actions and in his words. To Paul, Christ was greater than in all things in comparison to his life. And he finishes this race in this ministry in which Christ had given him. And as Paul finishes well, it's an inspiration to all of us as believers to have an enduring faith that grows through life's adversities and through life's victories. We've got to remember what Scripture shares in the, in the words of Paul, that when, when one of us suffers, we all suffer. And when one of us rejoices, we all rejoice. 
We are united and ligamented together through the power of the Holy Spirit. And today, we have an opportunity. Just as, as Paul, to the glory of God, gathered the church of Ephesus, so Pastor Stephen and Anita are gathering us today. They're Fresno First family with the heart of Christ and in the line of Paul. Called by God as ministers of the gospel to finish this race and, and task in which Christ himself has set before them and they have faithfully endured. And like Paul, Pastor Steve and Anita give witness both to their ministry and their life in action and in their words. They have been faithful, they've endured, and they've responded to God's call. And they never backed away. And although their ministry is changing as they move forward, God's call in their life continues. This is a call forward in ministry into a next season. And this call to follow, follow Christ is for all of us as well as, as all of us have been called by Christ to respond to a life of faith through the power of the Holy Spirit to be transformed by holy love and to finish our lives well. And so with that, I've asked Pastor Steve and Anita to, to just come on forward to share some of their ministry journey to inspire us as Paul inspired the Ephesians. So would you please go ahead and just put your hands together. your microphone right here got some water love you guys and um, so could you please share us pastor steve and anita um, when did you first get god's call into ministry Oh, here. Got him. There you go. <coughs> I have a brother a year older and a brother a year younger, Paul and Dan, and we shared the same uh, bedroom, and Dad had made that bedroom and made addition to the house, and he made it purposefully big so that his three boys could wrestle and play in that room together. And, 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 uh, and one Saturday night, and mom was working those nights, those Saturday nights at, a, at the hospital, part-time job. Mountains don't get away from hospitals too much. <laughs> um, my brothers and I were wrestling. Dad was in the living room watching Perry Mason. And I'm telling you um, the total complete truth. In the middle, I probably, I probably had my brother's head in a headlocker. He had mine and his. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you need to know me as your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Boom. Just as simple as that. And whatever my brothers and I were doing, I rolled out and got away. And I remember sitting there, and I remember that same message. And this time, the Spirit said, go talk to your father. And I went in, and uh, Dad was watching. Uh, my little sister at the time was on his lap baby and he was watching Perry Mason 
and perhaps the pastor the weekend before I preached a salvation message, but I walked up to dad and I said, do I have to be a Christian to go to heaven? And I remember he's watching Perry, you know, he's watching Perry and it hit him kind of in a, in a, in a secondary sense. He did a double take, he looked at me and he said, what did you, what did you ask me? And I said, do you have to be a Christian to go to heaven? And he looked at me and, and I, we didn't have a remote where he would have turned Perry off, I think. But he said, yes, Steve, you do. Is the spirit talking to you? And I said, I think I need to know Jesus. And the next Sunday, my mom and my dad and myself went to the altar after the morning service and the pastor came and I accepted the Lord. Amen. I accepted the Lord as my Savior. And I don't know after that, two weeks later I was in trouble for uh, getting into a fight with my, with my other brother. Uh, so, uh, you know, the holy life takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was a freshman, when I was a sophomore in, in high school, the church had a afternoon rescue, uh, 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 rest home ministry and, when, and there was another guy, uh, Ron Thornton, who felt called to preach, and Pastor um, Hill uh, asked both of us, would we like to give a devotional at the rest home? And I remember giving the devotional, and then I remember Pastor Hill giving both of us guys periodically chances to bring uh, a devotional or whatever on a Wednesday evening at the Wednesday evening services. And then one morning, he shocked me one summer morning in my junior year. He said, I want you to preach next Sunday morning. I, Pardon me? You know? But I guess it just kind of, and then I went to Mid-American Nazarene, and uh, the call just kind of solidified, and there it's been. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. I, when I was in starting sixth grade, or no, ending sixth grade, I went to a camp meeting uh, with my best friend, and um, it was a holiness camp meeting. I went there, and we had a tabernacle service, and we had um, youth meetings in the morning and the afternoon, and then in the evening, we went to the tabernacle with, with the whole group, and one night, I got saved, <clears throat> and the next the next night, um, the next night I, I was so excited, and my dad came up to the campground with the brothers and sisters, and I went, and I was so excited that I grabbed Carolyn and took her down, and we went to the altar, and then she got saved, <clears throat> and then then later on. I went to Mid-American Nazarene College, and I went in to um, my, um, my room, and I met my roommate, and I was late because I had a ride with the seniors, so I didn't get there with the, the freshmen. I got there with the seniors, and she, her first greeting was, you're a little late, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am. I'm sorry, but my ride as a senior and I came with them and um, 
And so I thought, okay, I better tell her that I'm going to be gone in two weeks. I'm going to be gone in two weeks because I'm going to play the flute in, in my friend's wedding. And I don't know where it is. It's in Marshall, Missouri. And um, it's in two weeks. And she goes, really? I'm a braid of, I am a maid of honor in a wedding, and I'm from Marshall, Missouri. And I said, well, I don't know how I'm going to get there. And goes, my brother will take us. <laughs> and so I saw him, and, and that was it. <laughs> and he's going to be a minister. And so I guess that was my calling. <laughs> and for a whole year, he treated me as a sister. And went back home for the summer, and I came back, and uh, he met me at the car when we were pulling up. He met me at the car, and he says, Anita, will you go on a date with me? And I said, yes. And he says, I just want to warn you that Thanksgiving, I'm going to ask you to marry me. So. You got to have a plan. You got to have a plan. Wow, I had so not heard that, that part. So that was my calling. Did he? He he lied. He <laughs> asked me in October. He couldn't wait. He couldn't wait. All right, well, when the spirit moves, spirit moves. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, can you guys share a little bit? And Anita, you first. Um, my family, we know what it's like to go ahead and have a, a ministry family. All right. The um, can you share a little bit about your life and ministry, um, raising a family, um, at, at while in ministry? It, there's a lot of extra challenges. So, what was your experience with that? Well, I don't know. It was um, we started out. Um, at a non-denominational church, a country Sunday school, and that was before we were married. And um, then we got married, and and um, we left while I was I was pregnant with our first with Brian, and um, we waited for for our son to be born, and he was late, so we were late going to our first church. And we got up there, and um, you know they greeted us, and we had, um, you know, we had uh, showers at the Sunday school, and then we got up there, and we had showers, and and so we started our church with a baby, and um, you know, and I don't know if it was. It was more challenging living in a church than having children. But um, well, can you share a little bit about that? Because you guys, a lot of people don't know that some of your assignments and some of the uniqueness of experience you guys had. We um, we lived in Watertown, South Dakota, and uh, our living quarters was the the side of the church. So um, it would have been that side. The pulpit was up here, and that side was our living quarters, and we had the ground floor, and we had the attic area was our bedrooms. So 
let's say that electric box with the door that goes through to that hall where our apartment was and right in front of that was a bathroom. So when you have a two-year-old that runs from there to the through the door, leaves the door open, and you can see the see the uh, stat board and everything. And if you're still getting ready, and he's running in and out, and the door's open. Yes, um, that was a challenge. That <laughs> sounds like it. Um, and he did love it. Had uncarpeted floors, so he would come in and he would ride his his. Uh, little motorcycle and all that. Let me interject this in terms of challenge. My wife then, as she is now, is a great cook. And she would be preparing, I mean, our meal would be in the oven uh, cooking while the service was going on. And one day the head of the board came to me and said, you know, pastor, your wife's cooking. It smells so good. It's just driving us all crazy. And he says, and we were making $150 a week, and we praise God for that. But he said, um, could you all wait and not eat until after service in the afternoon? And uh, I did. Because you had evening service. After the morning service. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we had an evening service. But he, no, he, they wanted us to stop. To, not eat until the afternoon. And so he says, uh, well, pastor, he says, uh, it would sure help us. And I said, um, well, I tell you what, if you will give me $10 extra a week, then I can take my wife and my kids to McDonald's and we won't cook. And I guess that won't be a problem, just 10 extra a week. And uh, apparently that was a problem for the church board uh, because we never saw the extra $10. And Anita never kept cooking either. And, um, but the, the challenges, anyway, I wanted to interject that, the challenges of, a, of a living in, you know. But I, I did have a little insecurity problems and, and I kept wondering, why do you want me for your wife? Because I can't play the piano. I, I am too shy and, but I do do, um, I can cook. And I would have meals after church on Sunday night. I would do things. Um, and one time I wanted, Brian was, he must have been, he was probably a year old or less. But um, Mother's Day came around. So he wasn't a year yet. But um, it came around and I wanted to, cook for Mother's Day and we'll have, but everybody said no and, and said, Pastor, you cannot make your wife cook a meal and um, for Mother's Day we're going out. So after church we all went to this um, big banquet hall at a motel that they have, they served a Mother's Day meal and it was a disaster. <laughs> Steve had to go and go in line, get his food, eat, come back, take the baby and go home so that I could eat. And it just, it wasn't working. And, and I said, it would have been so much easier if I made the meal 
and we all celebrate um, together. Because we were at a church that had a lot of elderly people, and so that's how they they did it. But um, yeah, because cooking and serving and hosting was that's that's what I do. That was your ministry. That was my ministry. Yeah. That's that's what I did. Um, so, and on Sunday mornings, I would, uh, yeah. Now I can't get up and get out and get here by 10.45 on time. <laughs> but back then, I was able to get up, feed and take care of two children, cook, a, get food on, cook, and then I'd go out and I might make a route and I would go pick up a 99-year-old lady to bring to church. And I'd have <clears throat> um, picked up a two, there were two boys, and so I had two boys and Brian, so I had three towheads and a 99-year-old in my car, and I would do that round, and I'd bring him back, I'd have Sunday school and teach him, and then in church, we would all sit on the back row, and I'd have my three boys, and then my baby was with another grandma, and, uh, and I would sit with the three boys, and I think it was Corey. They would they would get on the floor. I give them coloring pages. They'd be on the floor and they'd be coloring. And every once in a while, I have to reach down and get their belts and pull them back. And and he was preaching one Sunday, and he was preaching about. Um, this is important. What name was it? Uh, uh, Oh my goodness, I have never forgotten this name. It was um, Elijah, no, Elijah, or some name, there's two names in the Bible that are really, really similar. Elisha. And um, well, he was preaching and this little boy, he pops up, he hits his head, he pops up and he says, I have an Elisha. And so the next Sunday, I had four boys in the backseat of my car. <laughs> and and uh, we uh, brought, brought the little boys and, and they came to church every Sunday. Parents went out motorcycle riding. So you would have been, <laughs> they went out motorcycle riding and the boys all came to church. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Countless souls have been touched through your ministry. And, and you guys are two, a couple of the just resounding servants and, and just examples of endurance and faithfulness. So thank you for that. It just seems that every, everywhere you go, the gospel is multiplied. Uh, Can I say something? Yes. I could not have been more blessed with a wife. Amen. With a mother, with a pastor's wife. She said she... Uh, uh, doesn't play the piano, but she plays a really mean flute. Uh, and uh, God has used her. And, and uh, I, again, uh, when I was in seminary, I was going to a church in Kansas City, and a little old lady who I didn't even know came up to me after service one day and said, Stephen, I'm going to pray you in a wife. <laughs> and her prayers were answered. 
because of the great, the great, for 45 years this gal has put up with me and I thank God publicly for her and for her love. And um, she's a great kid. Well, besides Anita, yes. what are some other highlights from your ministry days? You know, we learned a lesson in Watertown and God has never blessed us with big churches. We went from a little church in Watertown that we started. We went to a failing church in DeSoto, Missouri, just south of St. Louis, and church that had split. And um, uh, then after the military, we went down here to Crothers, and that was, uh, we were 70 or 80 people. We had a good time there. Aubrey was a very small church. Um, anyway, who doesn't, you know, if you're a salesman, you want to sell a lot of shoes or a shoe salesman, you want to sell a lot of shoes. If you're a cook, you want to cook a good meal. And uh, I don't think it's wrong to say that we would like to have seen a church grow. Um, and we praise God for the churches that do grow. We drive by <laughs> we drive by uh, uh, parking lots that are filled with churches, and you think to yourself, could God, could we just get five of those cars and the people that are in it, you know? Um, was it God's will for us? But we found our ministry in all of those places. And then in the military, really on a one-on-one -on -one basis, I've preached and, and pastored in the military, but we found our ministry in one-on-one -on -one relationships. We found our ministry in, in taking care of the elderly, especially in that first church. We found our ministry in trying to heal and work with couples who had gone through a lot at that second church and they were hurting and they were, there was anger and there was, there was problems. Um, we had so much fun at Carruthers. Uh, I buried, I buried both in Carruthers Church and in that little community. I buried over seventy people in my five years in Carruthers and ministered to the families and and we were a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing there. And uh, Aubrey was the same way. We saw a lot of people coming and going, and uh, it wasn't God's will for them to stay with us long, but we enjoyed our time with individual people and Nita cooked meals and. And we did funerals, and we did, you know, I would go to, if I had a kid in my, in my uh, church who played baseball, we'd go to his games. If I had a kid in my church who was uh, going to do a recital, we'd go to the recital. And I'm not petting myself on the back. It's just that was our ministry. And that's where we, I think, you would say, a uh, leading question there. Um, but I, that's where we found a lot of joy. And and a lot of fulfillment, as well as the, uh, the times in our churches when we had some folks there and we were able to do some things. Always enjoy preaching, uh, always enjoy the singing part of it, but that one-on-one -on -one thing doesn't end. And I see the same thing. We did folks that were there Thursday. Did we have a great meal Thursday? Uh, we had 12 of us, I think it was there, and uh, uh, it's, it's fun for, for groups to get together and to share, to eat, to talk fellowship and so that has been kind of a, a, a big thing for me the other thing the other thing is that god it surprises you he just constantly surprises you i thought i was going to be a pastor in a traditional local church all my life until one day god says mounts get your gear together you're going to the army and uh, i wasn't happy i was not happy uh, chaplain's basic course when I went, was in Fort Dix, New Jersey, and I went in the middle of a hot, steamy summer. 
and we did a uh, field problem in the middle of that summer. Uh, been gone about six weeks from mom and from Anita from the kids, and I was homesick, and I and I was mad, and I just was not happy being there. And aren't you thankful that God lets us vent? Mm, yeah. We did this field problem in the middle of the night. I'm a 36-year-old man at that point in time. I got a shoulder in those days. I got some health, but. And uh, I had rolled over in this, we, were, we did a, uh, a, a course thing where you had to run and jump and roll. And I had a canteen on and I rolled over the canteen and I hurt my, my um, uh, rib. And, and we're laying there and we're back at our tents and, and the guy, a lot of those guys wanted to be in the army and they were so happy and they were singing and just having a great time and that's great. I was not. <laughs> And I laid on my back looking up into a beautiful sky, a beautiful sky, but I'm laying there and I'm looking up and I'm missing Nita and I'm missing the kids that I'm seeing and my side's hurting. And I'm saying, God, I'm not happy. And God said, Mouse, I didn't call you to be happy. I called you to be faithful. Amen. Happiness will come and happiness did come. Amen. Thanks be to God. Six months later, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting and tooting with those light guys at Fort Ward out in the field. And God says, well, how are we doing? And, um, and uh, enjoyed the ministry, the, the military. We felt it was time to get out. We came and we got the church in Crothers. We enjoyed that. But I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, well, I'm getting older. This is going to be it. And God comes and he says, no, we're not done yet. You're going to go back to school at age 60 and you're going to become a hospital chaplain. And I wasn't really happy about that. And I remember driving up the hill to Aubrey one night after a rough class. Uh, and I remember thinking, you know what? I'm not doing this no more. I'm, not doing, I'm too old for this. It's too much of a change. I don't need this. And the Holy Spirit says, yeah, you do. You're going to keep doing it. And I'm going to be with you. And once again, who'd have thought that in my 60s, all these kinds of things have happened and, and uh, the challenges with physicality. But again, God never leaves. He never forsakes. And so it's been, I'm probably talking too much, it's been an exciting journey of ministry. And we're not done. We're not done. And when God calls, he continues to call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel led, I, I'm just going to say this, a disclaimer, it's great that you guys are saying goodbye to us, but you're not saying goodbye to me, you're going to see a lot of me. <laughs> I'm coming back on weekends, you're not going to get rid of me, I'm a bad penny. Uh, uh, I've got a contract through the end of March, it's not a contract that you have to work, but it's a contract that I have hours, that if I do work I get paid, and that's part of it, I can't see giving up some hours, but I, we prayed about it, and I I enjoy the ministry at the hospital over here. I've got a, I had a really, we had four of us at our service this morning. We had a great time talking about John 3, 16 and 17. So I'm going to come back uh, three weekends of the month, starting in February, and going to bunk with the pastor here and with uh, uh, Parrot Carolyn and, and any other place that will have me. And we'll do that for a while. But it's ministry. It's ministry. And when you talk to these old boys and they say, Pat, Pastor, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. You know, that's what we're about. Anyway, there we go. The, uh, what, would, what advice, after all these years of ministry, what, is, what advice would you give a new Christian? 
I just, he's your strength. Um, you just keep going and keep following him. And, you know, he's led me so many times and he's talked to me so many times and you just have to be open. And so if you get some kind of feeling or some kind of frustration, just talk to him. Mm. Um, in our first church, uh, up in Watertown, um, I worked at a part-time at a candy store, Peanut Shack of America, and I worked there and I made $50 a week. That was my grocery money. And that's, that's all I had. And when I say grocery money, that was diaper money, baby food money, laundry soap, dish soap, you know, it was everything that you buy weekly at, and so $50. Um, and uh, I got pregnant with Kathleen, and my babysitter charged $2 an hour, and I only made, I think, less than $3 an hour. And so the second child was going to be another dollar, so I okay three dollars for babysitting and so I'm not gonna work anymore and they offered me the managing job and I said no I can't you know I'm not gonna take it I'm gonna stay home with my children and um, you know that instantly Steve got a call from his home church mm. And they took a love offering and sent him a love offering. And then an old, a former Sunday school teacher heard about it. So she calls up and she says, I'm gonna send you $50 a week wow. to take care of you. So I had my $50 back for my groceries. And you know, God, God will take care of you. You just, trust him fully and um, so we got the $50 a week and you know and I was we had a young young couple in our church uh, about our age and um, they came and Michelle she took my position at the candy store at the nut store and she took that and she became the manager and her husband was a highway patrolman and he was from Florida and his father was a butcher and so he grew up in the butcher shop and all that and um, one day one of the gentlemen in our church came by and brought hind quarters of, of venison elk. and he just came into my living room plopped it down on the table and walked out Wow. And he said, call, was it Mike? Call Mike, the highway patrolman. And so we called him. He came over after work, and he butchered that up for us. So we had this elk all through until Christmas time. And, and I'm going, you know, I've never had elk before learning how to cook with it and every night that's what we had and um, I go Lord I need some beef 
Lord, I need some poultry. Chicken, really, but poultry and, and beef. And one week before Christmas, our next door neighbor called and he was a Wesleyan pastor. And he says, I'm gonna bring over an early Christmas present. And I said, okay. And he came to our door, he handed Steve a box, a, a box and we brought it in and he left, we opened it up and the whole box was full of beef and one goose. Wow. And so we ate that all through winter up until late spring, summer, whatever. And um, we were all out of it, and a knock on the door came, and it was our highway patrolman. And he said, I just picked up a fresh kill of a deer on the road. I'll be back tonight, and we'll butcher it up, and we'll, and so then, but the Lord gave me my beef and, my, and a goose. You know, God will take care of you. When we got married, she said, I won't marry you unless you sing day by day that song. So that song that we sang this morning has been kind of the, the theme song of our marriage. I sang it, by the way. My brothers were rolling their eyes at me. I thought they were going to tackle me. Uh, but, but that I would just, God provides. But in his own way. Right. And his own time. The, and Anita, thank you for the advice to a new Christian. To just trust God, you know, and, and live into, an, and into God's people. And to accept when, when, when God puts on someone's heart for, to, to help out, that's from God. And we can praise God from that. And then even though we're blessed with elk, sometimes we just want some beef. And we can go to God with that. And what I'm hearing is just constantly go back to God, stay engaged in his people. And thanks be to God during your ministry of the faithful servants that actually gave and helped, you know, if it wasn't for the body of Christ, right? And so um, as we as kind of close our time up here, Pastor Steve, could you just give a touch of wisdom um, that you would share with, with your Fresno First family as, as, we, move, as we move forward? You know, um, times change. The church that Nita and I grew up in, many of you grew up in, is a different church than it is today. The uh, society was a different society than it was today. Uh, you could build a church uh, in those days, build a Sunday school differently than you could do now because of security issues, because of all sorts of kinds of issues. But you know what? I'm not a, maybe my pastor here is, uh, but uh, I, I can't swim hardly, let alone surf. But surfing, I think, is a good, in my thoughts, surfing is a good um, uh, illustration of what church is like, what following the Lord is like today. Uh, people come, people go, but God's still in control. Amen. Finances come, whether it's hard individually, as a family, or as a church. Finances come, finances go, but God is still in control. Uh, pressures come. I mean, you know, uh, uh, issues that we have to face in terms of bills. Uh, they come and they go. But God is in control. 
And, and we have to be folks that as we keep our eyes day by day on Jesus and hold on, hold on to the fact that it is well with my soul. It's not going to be well. It is right now. Amen. I claim right now that he is taking care of all of my needs personally. I claim right now that he's taking all, care of all of our family needs I claim right now, he's taking care of our church's needs. We may not see it, we may not understand how, but the eyes of faith tell us he is the boss. Amen. Amen. And as we as we surf, as we say, God, I don't know how this is going to work out. That brother left, he got another job, can't do anything about that, praise God for him. You know the whole, but you're going to take care of it. You are taking care of it. Finances, you're taking care of it. I think as as we as we face the the new cultural issues, God doesn't change, and His grace is still sufficient. If we will day by day keep our eyes on Him. Amen. And so, um, as you move forward, how can we pray for you? What what would you have us? Go, how would you have us go to the Lord in prayer? That car needs to work on weekends. <laughs> All right. Uh, God has blessed us. Uh, can I talk? God has blessed us. Our son and our daughter are such loving, caring people. And God has blessed us in a unique way in the sense that we are able to live in Camarillo due to our son and our daughter's love for us. It's a very unique situation. And we are just completely humbled by how they're taking care of us and how we are going to be able to move in our heaven and Anita and I but Anita will be close to her kids we've already had a sleepover and 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 grandma's so happy and um, pray that we get settled down in there in Camarillo the time will come and we'll uh, we'll find a church but uh, once again our, society, our our culture is different today there's a lot of movement today and I don't feel strange at all living down there and pastoring and 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 doing some work with whatever God has for me down there, and then also continuing to support my, our home church up here. And we would just pray that you all would uh, uh, give us your prayers, that the Lord will lead and guide and direct. And again, don't be shocked if Mounts comes walking in because I'm gonna be here. But I'm praying and I'm, I'm, and because for 15 years, more or less, we've been part of you, you've been part of us. And so we go forward. Amen. And we will be lifting you in prayer. Thank you. And, uh, you know, this morning we're going to be taking a love offering for Pastor Steve and Anita as we send them forward and do so in the name of Christ. And as they continue, as Pastor Steve was saying, God has more work. He doesn't know what it is going to be yet. But in Camarillo, God has a plan and that ministry will continue to go forth. And so we just ask if, if the Lord puts it on your heart to go ahead and, and help, the, help launch the mounts and their sleepovers yeah. and, and, this, and, this, and the rabbit in this time of ministry, just put, a, uh, put your love offering in the connection box, either in the back of the sanctuary or up over there in the lobby on the, on the church door. And let, let's pray for that. Lord, we just ask you to fill our hearts with rejoicing as we continue to support and partner with your servants, Pastor Stephen and Nita. Thank you for this time that, that they have blessed us 
with experience, of, of inspiring us to never give up, to trust you in all things, and to know that you sustain, you provide, you call, and you continue to call. That you are real, Lord, and you really do change lives. Lord, the, I ask that you bless this love offering to your glory and multiply it. This blessing for the mounts as, as they continue their call in their life. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so now we're just going to ask Pastor Stephen and to stand right here and invite everybody. If you feel led, we're going to lay hands and, and pray for them as we, uh, as we send them. So right right there. Pastor, yes. I want to add what, um, what my ministry will be. Yes. And I want, I want prayers for this because this is, to me, this is going to be the most important ministry. Um, I want to minister to my grandchildren. I want them to see me and um, see my faith and see my belief. And my first job that I did was last Sunday. I went out and I went to found a church that's walking distance from their home. And I went to that church and I, I felt very comfortable. And I felt that um, the pastor preached a sermon similar to yours about David and Goliath. Not as good. <laughs> oh, not as good. Of course not. Of course <laughs> no, not. No. A, di a different <laughs> bent on it, a little bit, but not much. But he was he was great, and um, but it has a lot of ministry for the for all the ages of the kids. Awesome. And um, so you know, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to um, sharing with them that they can take anything because now they're getting into ages that that nine ten year old and 12 year old are facing things you know i noticed my my little granddaughter the nine year old is getting moody and, and things so you know grandma's gonna be good good there for them and that is a powerful and important ministry and uh, the church, I forgot to give this, the church um, has a present for you guys. And so if, if everybody would like to, to come on down and we'll, we'll pray a blessing over, over Pastor Steve and Anita. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for gathering us together right now, right here in this place through the power of your spirit. We thank you for Pastor Steve and Anita and their ministry that, that comes by your love and by your grace and your call on their lives. And Lord, you know that they have been a blessing to us. They minister to us. And so now we ask that you would bless them as they begin this next season of life. The the as Pastor Steve continues his ministry, as, as Nita embraces this new ministry that you have put upon her heart, grant them peace and contentment. Grant them leisure and good health, the, the richness of life that comes from knowing you as creator, redeemer, and comforter. Bless their family, Lord, and just bless their souls.
Let them rejoice in the knowing that it is well because of you, Lord. And do so day by day. And please let Pastor Steve continually sing and lift up his bride with song, with your word, and with your love. Please let them know that we are always with them and we join with them through the power of your spirit and minister to them as they have ministered to others by your love. And we pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you both. And you are sent. We're having a, a party in the fellowship hall. Everybody is invited. Let's go eat. <laughs>